This is episode 83 of Bella in Your Business. Welcome to Bella in Your Business, where Bella will discuss anything and everything about your pet sitting business to help you land on target. So get ready. Bella's got your shoot. Let's jump. Welcome to Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasta with Jump Consulting, and today I have Katie Westerfield with us. Katie is the owner of Homeward Bound Pet Care out of historic Centerville, Ohio. She's an entrepreneur in the pet industry, and she's well-versed at juggling life and business ownership as a mother and wife of four children. We're going to talk about the struggles she's faced and her success and how she's overcome them today. Katie, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me, Bella. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for being here. I know many of our listeners are pet sitters and dog walkers, and you know we're all struggling. Every single day, we struggle and we succeed, but it's always kind of really inspiring when you get to hear other people's stories and think, wow, if she did it, I could do it. So let's just like jump right into the middle of it, Katie. Take us back to when you said you were driving through the Badlands with your husband and just decided, you know what, I'm going to start a pet sitting company. Tell us about that moment. <laughs> sure. We were in the middle of a really bad snowstorm and he decided it was time for his nap. <laughs> then I'm driving this big Dodge, you know, <laughs> through nowhere. There's nobody around. And I just really had the time to myself and to think I had just left my dream job, essentially, with the fire industry and what did I want to do next? And at one point somebody had said, you know, Hey, I wish I had somebody to let my dog out when I was doing that for work. And, you know, my dog had been in for a really long time and I'm like, Oh, maybe I can solve this. I wonder if there's anything like that around me. And so, you know, I just kind of decided like, Hey, you know, we're going home anyway, right now we're driving back to Ohio and homeward bound. Like that's my favorite childhood movie, (laughs) you know, and that's essentially what we'd be doing. We'd be going to people's homes. So the name seemed just to really fit me and what I wanted to do and just kind of went with it. That's incredible. So you just went home and just started pet sitting. Like, how did you get your name out there? Like, what kind of vision did you have for it at the time? Was it just to make money or was it to grow it to what it is today? It was not initially to grow it to what it is today. (laughs) I'm really happy that it did end up this way. It was more just, you know, make ends meet, you know, the little extra money. Like we had two children at the time. I just, it was kind of more a hobby thing. I love animals. I enjoyed it. It's like, why not get paid for it? Yeah. Um, So, you know, I went home, I did a lot of research, you know, kind of looked up pricing. I had no idea where to start. You know, what does somebody even pay for that? You know, let alone the ability to have it grow to what it is today did not even touch that with a 10 foot pole. It was honestly, what is my pricing going to be like? What do I do for a website? And my first website was horrific. I fully admit it. <laughs> <All> <laughs> I think everybody. Yeah. You know, and then it was just a matter of getting that Facebook page launched, getting out there and just trying to see trial and error. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what happened between when you first started and then you realized, like, do you remember that moment where you're like, shoot, I really have something or shoot, I really need to make this something. Was there something that happened in your life that it was kind of ride or die? <laughs> There's been a couple. I mean, this is for seven years. So with four kids, I'm sure you can imagine all the roller coasters. You know, the moment I think I first realized I needed staff was when I realized the moment you tell a customer no or a client, whatever you're going to call them, no, you end up losing them. They'll find somebody else and somebody who's always going to say yes. And so I think when I got pregnant, it was in 
five months or so after <laughs> I opened the business, wow. I got pregnant with okay. our third child. And it was kind of like, you know, I can only do this for so long. I know I'm going to have maternity leave and that kind of thing. So I started, you know, finding somebody to help me. At that point, I only needed one to fill in here and there. And so that was the first moment where I'm like, okay, I've got to be able to pay somebody. <laughs> yeah. How do you think being a mom has changed the way that you look at the, how old were the first two kids when you had started the company? Three and four, roughly. Okay. Maybe four and five. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So they could feed themselves. Yes. (laughs) They they were maybe in like kindergarten or something. Kindergarten, Um, preschool. Yeah. Yeah. So you had that little time, but here comes like a brand new newborn and the maternity leave and the pregnancy leading up to it. What kind of mind shift did you go through with like, oh my gosh, but I have this other baby, this business. How am I going to manage all of that? Like, what what did that look like for you? What changed for you when that all happened? Your whole mindset changes when you have a newborn. You know, you obviously need your rest and everything else. But at the same time, you also don't want to leave. You want to be able to stay home. And you have this dream of, you know, can I do this from home? Obviously, the business was built from a home base. Can you manage staff and everything else? And so that's when it really turned I need multiple people. I need to be able to fill their time. I need to grow and I want to stay home. I want to still have my independence as far as, you know, money and a business and that kind of thing. But I want to be able to grow too and stay home. And it's a privilege to be able to do that. It absolutely is. That's a great word, Katie, privilege. And um, it's really awesome this day and age that we can have it all. And I love that kids force us moms to really like, hone down on where are we spending our time? What are we doing? And why are we doing this? Because there's no time to waste anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. So I know something that happened at one point where all of a sudden you were the breadwinner. Can you tell us about that experience? Absolutely. And we had just had our fourth baby. He was about four months old. And essentially, it's a really long story. (laughs) My husband, he used to be self-employed. He is now. And we had this issue of health insurance. And, you know, we had a pregnancy and (laughs) all this stuff. And medical bills really pile in when you're self-employed and you're trying, you know, policies, I'm sure you know, we've talked about it extensively, can be through the roof. And so we had essentially onboarded as an, or he had onboarded, onboarded as an employee and it all became a profit game for the person that was his employer. And he ended up getting offered a severance package that didn't pay out. It was really unexpected, really hard for us. Yeah. We were really fortunate at the time though, to be able to say, okay, now is your turn to stay home. I'm going to go grow this. It took me about roughly four months or so of sun up, sun down. I was on the road. I was managing everything. I covered every single visit. Talk about burnout. (laughs) Um, (laughs) To where I felt comfortable hiring another team. And from there, you know, it's trial and error. And I've been really fortunate that the people I did hire then are still with me today. This is back in 2018. That's incredible. That's incredible. So it's now 2018. So that's almost... I want our listeners to grasp that. That's like almost four years that these people have yeah. been with you. They came on, I started hiring in April of 2015 is when they came on. So yeah, it's. <laughs> what an incredible testament to you as a business leader. I know that hiring and retaining staff is something that a lot of people struggle with. So can you share with us how you keep your staff motivated and engaged and loving you first? Because, <laughs> it, you know, people will work for someone forever if they love them. 
and then the job second. Because I truly believe that. Expand yeah. on that a little. Um, I'm really fortunate with who I have on staff. I really believe in fully investing in them as a person first and foremost before any client. You have to be able to support them individually and also in the workplace. And I want them to feel like they can always come to me with, you know, about their kids. Most of my, you know, employees are moms. <laughs> so uh-huh. we kind of all understand and to still motivate them to do what they need to do in the job to turning things more into a coaching lesson versus, you know, constantly harping and nagging and having them feel like they can come to you to rewrite your own procedures. That's kind of something that every entrepreneur has the ability to do. If something's not working in your company, rewrite what you're doing, change your process. That's all possible. I've done it many times. Last year, my entire focus was what works for us, what doesn't, and quickly being able to be like, nope, it's not working. It's got this flaw. And moving on to that, whether it's with handing over our phone and saying, I'm done, (laughs) being a slave to my phone as, you know, the business owner where, you know, you hear it and you jump. It's like, oh my God, it's a new client. Or it feels like an electric <laughs> shock lead. At like, yeah. Or my staff <laughs> needs something. What question, you know, if I don't answer and they, you know, they're only at a house for so long, you know, they right. can't wait half an hour for you to decide to look at your phone. Right. So passing over those duties, I think for me, were really lifting. What got me to actually start moving over was my husband. You know, really fortunate when he went back to work. You know, I got to be home, obviously, for the past couple of years too and working on the side doing this. But he's like, I need my wife back. The kids need their mom back. (laughs) You know, you jump at your phone, you're looking at your phone and I don't want to be that kind of mom. I don't want to be that person who's so absorbed and growing a company at the same time where I lose sight of what's really important and why I started, which was to take care of my kids. And I think, you know, once you get to that point and you say, okay, what can I do differently? And you start saying, I can easily hand this over. How do I do that? How do I give my management team access to the phone and to these text messages that come in and however you structure your business, whether it's email or text or phone to be able to pass that along. And then from there, you know, it's like, my older son one day he's like mom on Sundays you're always doing the schedule it takes you three hours like what are you doing it's like you don't understand coordinating logistics and you know and they really don't and they don't need to at that age and this is something I can easily delegate train them and make that move and I did that and it's a wait you know there was one point where I was so stressed out with all of this that I actually went to see a neurologist after I hit trash cans I love this story I love it tell us and so my husband had told me like the night before, when you leave in the morning, you're going to move the trash cans. He called me that morning. You need to move the trash cans. My mom had said it when she'd come up to watch the kids. I physically see the trash cans at our bay window. And I'm like, oh, I got to move those before I go out. I put my shoes on, get in the car, back down the driveway. Bang. It's like, oh, how did I do this? Like, I just sat there and I'm like, this is ridiculous. I was so frustrated with myself, so forgetful and just didn't, I literally felt like I had memory issues because it wasn't just that it could be leaving the oven on. It could be, you know, things that can be a big problem. And so my husband, you know, a friend of his from the gym is a neurosurgeon. He called his friend and, you know, she got me in the next day. We did MRIs. Everything came back clean. And she goes, tell me about your life. I'm like, "Uh, where do you want me to start? (laughs) You know, four kids, wife, there's all that dynamic in itself, stay at home mom primarily. And, you know, then you've got this business that's growing and I've got staff and it's this constant need to be on doing something. And, you know, she called my kids auditory assault because I'd be home and there's 
between all four of them, <laughs> there's constant noise, whether it's the TV, we've got two dogs, you know, there's constant noise at home. I just, I can't focus. And so, <laughs> you know, after that, I was kind of like, you know, what's the next move for me? You know, I can't keep functioning this way either, regardless of delegating things to staff and everything else. And that's where they had one of those other aha moments of what's next. And it became the office. I literally woke up that day and was like, I need an office. I got so sick of seeing the stuff on my counter, you know, I'd be cooking dinner and on our Island, it's like, okay, move work stuff and give me some space. You know, right. I honestly had no room to file anything anymore. I had files underneath my bed, which mm-hmm. <laughs> it's my bed. That's my bedroom. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I had staff sleeping on top of your work. <laughs> right. <laughs> I had my staff coming in, you know, at all hours. If there were early houses that morning, you know, hear them getting keys, all this, you know, it disturbs everybody in the house. And so I got online, I'm laying in bed, I'm like looking and what is next? What is next? And, you know, I went, I found something. I was like, I'm going to make this work. I was so dead set to have an office. I had to make this work. And so the first one I went to go see was definitely not it. The guy was just not for me. Um, <laughs> the space wasn't perfect. I would have literally been putting a square peg in a round hole, just not it. You know, my husband and I were driving back home and we're literally right around the corner from our house. And I look up and I'm like, it's a sign. And he's like, what? Like, no, really, it's a sign. <laughs> like there's a, there's space up there for lease. I wonder what it is and how much it is and everything else. And the first space that he showed me was the first half of the building. And it was way too big, honestly, at that point. And he had this another little room in the back corner and it was perfect. And it was doable financially and for the company. And it was a done deal within, I think, three days, <laughs> you know, between Incredible. lease signed and everything. At that point, the company was turning five. Now we're at the point too, where we're trying to, like I said, most of my staff is moms. It just happens to be that way. It's not intentional, but I want to be able to grow the business to give them more hours as well. I think once you get to this level of business, you have a duty, not just for your own family at this point, you know, what it was back in 2013, 2014 and all the years before, but you have this duty to your staff to be able to supply them with a steady income and not just for yourself, but their kids, you know, if they want to play sports, if they want to go out to dinner or go see a movie, I don't want them to ever feel like I can't, obviously nothing is ever instant. So, but we want to be able to move and go to the next step and grow to move across the hall into that initial bigger space. (laughs) I'm taking so many notes because that is just so much goodness. And I know that people are probably going to listen to this podcast more than once because there's so much stuff that you said in there. And the very first thing that, that I don't ever hear people say is that you said you were willing to rewrite your process and you were willing to give everyone on your team an equal say. Like that was awesome. But what's still with you being like the leader, you know, you were open to change, which we need to be open and we need to embrace that change. At first it was your son saying, mom, why do you have to do the schedule this long? You know, I just love it how our kids like push us into being better. Right. And then your connection for your why changed first. It was for your family because you needed this to survive. And now it's an even bigger, bigger than just self. It's for your whole entire company. And, and girl, it just feels, doesn't it, I can relate that it feels great to be able to extract money from the economy and insert it into these awesome people that work for you. I mean, that is such a blessing and a privilege that we all have as business owners. And so I want our listeners to really think about the privilege that they have and the way that they can look at their staff. Because like you were saying, so many people look at it like, 
oh, my staff, and I have to reprimand them. And your take on coaching, you know, that's something to really be admired. Auditory assault. I love that story. It's, <laughs> it's just true. <laughs> so many of us, I want you guys to think about, do you struggle from a lot of memory loss right now? Do you feel completely burnt out? Is your life, do you feel good or do you feel stressed out constantly? Something's got to change. So if you hear anything at all from this podcast, I want you to look at the different stages that Katie's gone through. She hasn't always just been where she's at today, which is an incredibly beautiful, successful business owner. She's gone through her hills and valleys, but her mindset has always been connected to her why and on the bigger picture. And Katie, I just can't commend you enough. When we come back from our commercial break, I want to talk to you more about the mindset and how that got you through things. And we'll be back after these messages. Are you concerned that accepting credit cards for your pet sitting business is too complicated or too expensive? Well, if you answered yes, I have good news. It's probably because you've not heard of Leaders Merchant Services. Trust me, Leaders Merchant Services makes accepting credit cards super easy and affordable for my business. They work with all kinds of businesses throughout the United States, and they have developed a special rate plan just for pet sitters like us. I know Leaders Merchant Services can help your business. I've even got a dedicated representative to speak to, and he's always happy to share valuable information. Working with Leaders Merchant Services is like having a friend or family member in the credit card processing business. If you want to know more or see how much they can save your business a month, go to jumpconsulting.net forward slash credit card. That's jumpconsulting.net forward slash credit card. So I can personally connect you with my specialist. And we're back and I'm talking to Katie Westerfield of Homeward Bound. And Katie, I just love your story. And I know people listening are hanging on every word. So I'm going to give the mic back to you here. And I want you to just talk to us about how mindset has played a big role in the growth of your company and yourself and your family. Well, I think the mindset, they totally correlate with growth and who you are as a person and being driven. I can be quite a perfectionist and not always open to change. My husband will ask me to move into a new house and I'm like, no, I love my house. <laughs> I can be very resistant when I want to be, especially if there's sentiment and stuff like that. When it comes to the business, though, you have to be able to separate your emotions from what you're doing. If something's not working, and yes, you may have spent so many hours trying to figure it out. It's not working, though. That's not going to change. And I think really being receptive to what your staff is saying, if something's not working, it's simply not working. You can't keep forcing it. Part of our mindset, too, is to work as a team. And we're a little bit different than most pet sitting companies because they designate certain clients, get certain sitters, and you know, you may not have a steady schedule. My girls know at least two months ahead of time, they have set time blocks that they work. There's never a question if they need time off, we'll get it you know, covered and everything else. So there's no room for that burnout. It also gives them time to know that they've got time with their family. Like my primary manager, her name is Sandy. I love her. (laughs) She's been with me since 2015. She is able to drop her kids off at school and pick them up every day. She can work in between that time. And that is something so rare to be able to do. Um, So it transitions her into that as well, you know, where you're taking care of another family and having that mindset of for my own family of I want to take care of my family and everything else. You have to obviously be empathetic to your staff and understand their space, their time, who they are, and kind of go with it. As far as the big picture and that mindset goes, 
you have to constantly keep looking forward. You know, if you had a bad month or a bad week, it's probably just a trend in the business. I mean, everybody (laughs) knows which months are going to be lower than others, you know, but knowing where you want to go and start moving towards it. And that is absolutely why I love working with you is because you've always been, you know, driving me. I think I've been with you since, I don't even know. (laughs) It's been a long time. Yeah, Um, yes you know, to surround yourself with those motivating people who are going to push you forward and not listen to the naysayers. I can tell you when I started the business, everybody thought I was crazy. (laughs) My first year, I think I made less than $4,000. So, you know, it can definitely affect you when you constantly are hearing, oh, you're never going to make it and that kind of thing. If you fully believe that you will, you will. I believe it. I absolutely believe it. I think that everybody really controls that mindset. If you think you can't, you won't. If you think Mm -hmm. you can, you will. I mean, it's really that simple. And it sounds so cliche and hokey pokey, all this stuff that you hear out there, but it's really true. And it comes down to steady plotting, like little disciplines every day. And those little things, they compound and they create a bigger thing. And you are the product of those little things that have compounded into what it is today. I just realized we haven't even shared with our audience, your company, it's multiple six figures and right. And how many people are working with you now? I have seven. Seven people and mm-hmm. an office manager or two or three? I have or two. I have two okay. office managers. Yes. One uh-huh. is Monday through Friday during the day up until four uh-huh. o'clock. And then the other one is after that and then on weekends as well. So uh-huh. it's been really nice for them to be able to share that responsibility. And I also too believe don't have all your eggs in one basket. And I know we've kind of talked about that before too, where you need to have other people to fall back on. Everybody has strengths, everybody has weaknesses and trying to figure out what those are and designate those tasks to them appropriately and being able to help them to design their own processes to make sure that they're doing it correctly. Or, you know, if something's not working, helping them redefine that too. I feel like that's a big part of what I do now is helping them succeed as well as, you know, trying to drive the business to where it needs to go. It's a really good point, Katie. And it is, you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket. And you guys, what that means is, you know, just having one office manager, that's great. But if that one office manager essentially could hold your business hostage, or hold you hostage. You could feel like I really want to fire her or I want to drop her hours down or whatever it might be, but you have no one else until you hire them and sheepishly have them train their replacement. Right. (laughs) It's kind of awkward. And it's the same thing with pet sitters or dog walkers, you know, like you never want to be like, if this one person like, not dies. That was horrible. I'm sorry. Drop dead. <laughs> That's still a thing. If something happens to one person, you know, you want to have options. What that I call it being an advocate for your business. You always want to have options. And it's not only to protect yourself in case someone were to go away, but it's also maybe one of your moms, they have a kid at home that stays home sick and they're puking and they're throwing up for two or three days. I'm sure you have the availability to kind of like, okay, be flexible, like you were saying. So you want to have that mindset. Katie, as we draw to a close, I remember that you are a really awesome holiday giver, like to your staff, and you've done some very cool things. And I've seen some of the things that they've said outwardly to you on their Facebook page. Can you leave our audience with some great ideas on how to, I'm not going to say gift giving, but motivate And let them know that you care about them because it doesn't always have to be at like holidays or birthdays, right? Right. So I'm friends with all of my staff on Facebook. You know, we're all open books. 
you can sometimes tell, you know, even if when they come into the office to me and they're having a bad day, you can tell a simple text message later, just showing that you honestly care. You want to know, you want to help, not necessarily being nosy and pushing them to tell you what's going on, but just saying, you know, Hey, my door's open. If you've got something going on, you know, if it's work related, let me know if I can help in doing that. At the same time, you also want them to feel valued when it is something special. You know, if it's their wedding anniversary, you know, wish them a happy wedding anniversary, get them a card, know their husband's name. (laughs) (laughs) You know, their kids' names, things like that. If their kids have a dance recital or a soccer game, hey, how'd they do? It really is that simple. Some people will probably really disagree with me, but I tend to treat my staff more like friends. But you also have to have that ability to separate that barrier of, okay, this isn't working. You need to move on. But some of the gift-giving ideas that I've done, I've done um, Pandora bracelets (laughs) with charms. And then when one of the staff members graduated from college, I gave her, you know, like the graduation owl with a hat. And she still wears it to this day. We still add on charms um, to both of those. And then I gave that to And, you know, now we do gift exchanges and we do dinners and things like that. And it's really good for the team to be able to get together, too, and kind of see each other in this business. You don't. You're on the road. (laughs) So to get that FaceTime. But it really is those little mementos. I wouldn't necessarily say it's always the gifts that I've given. I really think it's more the interaction and knowing who they are and supporting them. I love that. And you hit the nail on the head. This business is a very isolating business where you don't see people often. So that simple knowing that someone's caring about you and... If you think about it, the people that you hire typically are caretaking hearts, right? They're nurturers. Mm -hmm. They like to show other people that they care, which means they probably really care when other people care about them. Mm -hmm. So I just think it's fantastic. Katie, if people want to cyberstalk you or get to know you more, (laughs) because your branding is also amazing. We haven't even talked about that, but... What's your website? Can they get your Facebook page from there? So on and so forth. Yes, my website is hwbpetcare.com. Everything should link to our Facebook. If you can't find us though, we're Homebound Pet Care based out of Centerville, Ohio. Awesome. Katie, thank you so much for being here today. I know that you've inspired a lot of mompreneurs out there on how to do it. And even if they're not mompreneurs on how to just really motivate your staff and have a good mindset. Thank you so much for spending the time with us today. You guys, I want you to go like and subscribe to wherever you listen to this podcast. If you saw it on Facebook, go ahead and give Katie a shout out and let her know that you've impacted her day. And you guys remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for jumping with Bella in your business. For more information, free articles, free coaching sessions, and more, go to jumpconsulting.net. And remember, Bella's got your shoot.